Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. Jokic behind his back. What a take by Jokic. Hey, Nuggets Nation. You're listening to the Pickaxe Podcast. Now, here's your hosts, the Denver Stiffs. up everyone welcome into the pickaxe podcast we are back again we took a week off last week it was um what happened was uh i was with um mr mr adam mares there at uh at one of the draft workouts and we did a podcast for the locked on nuggets um podcast adam's podcast and then just a few days after that ryan uh, mr ryan blackburn was on and we we just really figured you guys probably couldn't take our voices three times over one weekend so we we took a break, but we're back, and with that, uh, I am with Mr. Mr. Ryan Blackburn. Ryan, uh, we're keeping you up late there in South Carolina, but how's it going? You know, it's going great, Zach. I'm, I'm excited to be here, and I'd, I'd cover the Denver Nuggets at any time of hour, so you've got me, you got me good. Yes, we, we love the dedication. Um, we also have uh, joining us, uh, Mr. Gordon Gross, uh, another, we got, we got kind of a theme this, this, um, this show we're going to talk quite a bit about the draft and then we're actually we're going to do we're going to do two podcasts this week uh we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit but uh gordon one of our one of our resident draft experts along with mr blackburn gordon what's going on not much just uh enjoying ryan's obvious excitement about being here so <laughs> it's all it's all good man i'm, I'm ready is to it, go is it that obvious <laughs> <laughs> ryan is is excitement to the brim for sure every time we have him on so I tell him to calm uh, like down said, all the time man <laughs> <laughs> right right keep your hot takes at home ryan um so we were uh we were gonna make this a whole big draft uh draft episode and then and then what happened was one we also wanted to get dan dan lewis on but dan dan ditched us to go actually do something fun for the weekend uh so what we're gonna do is is Ryan Ryan and Dan will have a another podcast. Ryan, when are you guys gonna put that out? Wednesday? Uh yeah, we're gonna put it out Wednesday morning. We're gonna be recruiting. We're recording sometime Tuesday night. Should be covering various topics. Nice. I know Dan and I are gonna talk about a mock draft that we did, but uh, so we'll see what happens. Right on. We're looking forward to that one. So yeah, I mean, it actually works out really well for us because we we ended up we're gonna spend half of our show this time. Uh, discussing various various Nuggets topics. We've gone through like a month worth of just dr- trying to make make the littlest news into into something, and then this week we had a ton of stuff come up. Um, so we're gonna get into that. We want I want to get into to Arturis Karnasovis. Uh, He's gonna end up staying with the Nuggets, and and the, the they end up promoting him to GM. I want to talk about that. Uh, Tim Connolly was on Altitude 950 this week. Had a great interview with Vic Lombardi. A lot of tidbits that I want to go over in that, but one of the main ones that he said was that Nicole Jokic, uh, he's hearing from agents that Nicole Jokic is actually attra- uh, attracting other other players. Other players are saying, hey, I want to go play for Denver um, and play with this, this Jokic guy. Uh, so I want to talk about that. And then, of course, the big news, CP3 supposedly, allegedly, rumored to be uh, perhaps having a meeting with the Nuggets. Uh, he's a free agent, of course, this offseason, so... We'll see. We want to talk about that because that's a big news. And then, of course, we're going to get into the draft because it's hey, we're we're what we're one week out, uh, less than a week out. So there's there's a lot to talk about there. So 
Big show, as always, and uh, I want to get right into it, and I want to start with you, Gordon. Um, Arturis Karnasovas, he, of course, has the he has the offer from Milwaukee, and it, it, he's down to a finalist. It's him and, and one other internal candidate, who doesn't end up getting the job anyways. Um, and, then, and then out of the blue, we find out that the Nuggets promote him to general manager. Uh, how relieved, Gordon, are you that... that Arturis is going to be back next season. Um, that's that's pretty high on my list, man. Like I've been a huge fan of keeping the uh, front office together, and honestly, it's nice to see the Nuggets not lose somebody for once because they were willing to pony up and give them what they needed to stay. So that's, I mean, that's encouraging. Um, but considering how great we've been uh, at, at the, with the front office in uh, Europe, in uh, evaluating. Uh, draft talent you know I wouldn't want to break up the front office uh, for any for any reason really they haven't done anything wrong Um, we haven't tried to add a lot of free agents Um, the only real missteps were early and then possibly this Plumley thing but you know where that still hasn't played out yet so I until we see how it plays out I won't know what they're doing so yeah I'm I'm thrilled that that, uh, Arturis is going to stay I'm happy for him that he got a promotion, even though I'm not sure exactly how much of a promotion it is. Um, right. Other than pay and title, like I'm not sure what else he's doing that he wasn't doing before. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, though, I th- one of the biggest reasons that it's um, it's so great that he's back is that not only was I worried about maybe losing Arturis, but I was also worried about losing, you know, some of, his, some of the other guys on the staff because, because Absolutely. you figure... It, it, Right, because like if he gets a promotion, then who else is going to get a promotion if they go with him? You know what I mean? And of course, he's going to want right. to bring along a lot of his own guys. So um, that was well, that you'd, was you'd have to fight for those guys. You'd have to fight for half the front office. Who's going to get promoted to Arturis's spot? You know, I'm right. sure the outside of the uh, of the uh, organization would maybe look at maybe you know we'd start hearing the clamoring for Chauncey Billups again. Um, of course, I mean we might still. There's now an open spot for at assistant GM. So it's always possible, yeah. you know, that 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 comes home. But yeah. I think I think Chauncey's probably probably pretty happy um, doing his. I don't know. I mean, you never know. He's always said he's wanted to be. It's just interesting because I think you know he's got a good gig right now. Uh, I think so too. The, right, doing the was he ESPN right? So yeah, it's not a good gig for most people, but it is for him. Um, I'm just glad that I'm sure right. Arturis was glad he's not in the middle of that mess for the Bucks personally. Yeah, well, really, you think so? I mean, well, like we could because the Bucks are. I mean, they have. It's not. It's not that the, the team's best... not good. The yeah, ownership it's not is that bad. The team's not good, but when when yeah. your ownership group has to agree one hundred percent, and you bring in a GM, you know, to be the GM in waiting, and then you don't actually select him as your GM once that opening happens, like you just look like a bunch of fools over there. I don't know. I don't know what they got going on. Uh, it may work out in the end because they have such a great team. Uh, they have a lot of young talent already. They, the GM who's there doesn't have to go find Giannis. He's already on the team. That's true, and and he's got he's got several uh, he's got several pretty good surrounding players. Look, we could man, we could we're already off the rails here in uh, in what five minutes into the, <laughs> into the show. That's funny, but yeah, um, I want to bring it back to Arturis because, uh, like you said, Gordon, he's. Um, He's got he got this kind of promotion, but we're not really sure like what it means. And I guess they're gonna have a press conference uh, Monday, so hopefully we'll get to, we'll get some answers there. Ryan, what do you think though? I mean, what what in your mind do you envision changes now between between Arturis's role and then Tim Connolly, who's now president of basketball operations? Well, I, I think that Arturis will definitely have a larger voice in the decision making. I think that it's still going to be Tim Connolly's final decision. And I also think that we're going to see right. less of Josh Kroenke around in, in kind of the major day-to-day operations because you know that you see at the all of the major events, you see three people. There, It's Josh Kroenke, it's Tim Connolly, and it's Michael Malone. And so those three have kind of made up the, the three-headed monster for the last two years. And now I think you can, you're going to see less of Josh Kroenke, and instead you're going to see more of Arturis. Uh, this is going to be really interesting for the for the European scouting department because that would have been, and I, I know that Tim Connolly has a lot of connections over there, 
But Arturis was the guy. Arturis is the guy who probably would have right. taken Rafael Juke with him, who's kind of the main guy that with, the boots on, yeah. with the boots on the ground in Europe. Like, that would have been awful for the Nuggets. And I know that they have so many more connections other than Rafael over there, but still, that that's a guy that I would have seen them losing if Karnasovas had left. And so I'm just glad that they're they're keeping this staff together. This this group has done an amazing job of putting together a young and talented roster with a whole bunch of flexibility, and that's really the goal of it all. Like now, the real difficult part begins, and we'll see what Tim Connolly and Arturis can put together. Yeah, that's and that's a great point, man. They're they are right. I mean, they've done pretty much everything right up to this point. I mean, you could talk about a couple of things that went bad. I mean, Yusuf Nurkic is the first thing comes to mind to for, for me um but overall they've done a great job positioning themselves for in fact for this off season that we're coming into right now uh, yep. really is is when it's it's time to start striking and they've said that too they've always said this is the year that they've really been targeting all right we're gonna we're gonna try and make uh make a move and and, and, and it's all set up perfectly for that you know the reason for that is because of the Gary Harris and Nikola Jokic extensions. They're going to kick in in 2018. That's where the money's going to dry up. They're, they're not going to have the extra cash that they are going to this year. So that's why when I, I put out these scenarios where Daniil Gallinari's gone and Mason Plumley is gone because you're adding a couple of max contract guys, that's not going to be able to happen in the future. Like They, they very well could have all of their money tied up in 2018 because of what they do this year. So we'll exactly. just have to see what happens. I think that they should really be looking for taking advantage of this 2017 free agent class. Even though it's not great, there are still a lot it's of players not, yeah. that should be that should be targeted. Like your the Joe Ingleses of the world and the James Johnsons, the, even those guys aren't going to be available to the Nuggets in 2018. Yeah. That's that's I mean that's true, but Gordon, you sounded like you had a little uh you had some reservations there. Well, it's just this is a bad for a, it's not a bad free agent class when you look at all the names in it, but it's a bad free agent class when you look at who might actually move. You know, like right. if you could get Gordon Hayward, then sure, you should do that, but he's going to one of basically two teams. You know, although apparently the Heat think that they have a shot. Um it's it's the class that that's fairly limited in upside players that may move who are in the Nuggets age range. Um, I don't think they want to take on Golden State next year, you know, and try to throw all their hmm. chips in right now. So at that point, if you're unless you're going to do, you know, like the Chris Paul rumor and you're going to you're going to try to grab Chris Paul and Millsap or something and, and go crazy. You're still trying to build a team that is ready to compete in a couple of years, two, three years, not next year. So if you're doing that, then, well, yeah, but I mean, for, but four years from now, you're you're redoing all your free agency stuff. So right. I mean, if you're if you care about this year's free agency, then obviously you're trying to build something in the time frame of the free agents who are available this year. It doesn't make any sense to build for four years if if next year, then who cares about these free agents? Like that's not all that important. You can you can shuffle your money and just make sure that you can afford all your young kids. Um, so yeah, it's they have decisions to make. It, it's but they have enough trade chips to make it happen with trade. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, what kind of free agent they can get. And he was talking about Joe Ingles and you know and James Johnson and, and those are those are obviously good names. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to get into that later, and we're just destroying, you know, poor Zach's <laughs> schedule of, of conversation. The, right? The rundown is, <laughs> is long gone. I mean, long gone. But, we um, didn't even make it through one segment. <laughs> but, yeah, it's those, – those sorts of questions are what we have to deal with. Like, those are uh, – which guys are you trying to add that are, you know, better than just keeping Danilo Gunnari and Wilson Chandler and going about your business? Like who who complements what you're trying to do more than those guys? So yeah. at that point, that's where you're stuck in this free agent class. Is not only who's better than them because there aren't a lot of people better than Danilo Gallinari in this class that would actually sign here. Uh, but it's a matter of who fits your roster and helps everybody on this roster get to where they need to go. Um, you know, and and helps you go forward in the playoffs and build the kind of team that you want. Right. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, 
to me, it's you might. As, I don't want them to make a move. I'm 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 not a big fan of like signing. I mean, I love Paul Millsap in terms of fit right. for the Nuggets, but I just don't think they're going to be able to. I mean, they could afford it. Don't get me wrong; they could afford it. I don't think that I don't want them though to pay what Paul Millsap might be able to get from from either Atlanta or or any other team, especially a team who maybe is like trying to get that next step. I mean, you know, if the Spurs don't get a guy like Chris Paul and they've got they want to look somewhere else, maybe they go for Paul Millsap. Maybe they um, Kyle Lowry. Maybe you look yeah. at yeah or Kyle Lowry. I mean, but what I'm saying is uh, these guys are you just. I don't see the point. To me, they're, you're not going to get over the hump with them. So, why why bring them in for all this money? I mean, why spend money for the sake of spending money if you're gonna well, if you're gonna bring in a guy? I, I kind of like it. like you said though. It's got to be a guy who fits, and to me, it's also got to be a guy who's got to fit the timeline. Well, I mean, okay, so we're going to talk about guys who who fit the timeline in addition to guys who are great fits, and I mean, I could. Pull up a li- I pulled a list of guys earlier that like that might fit that, and it's Otto Porter and Andre Robertson. <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. And there you go. Because yeah, I mean, the problem is with guys like true. James Johnson. I mean, James Johnson is is Wilson Chandler's age. So if you yeah. think well, Wilson see, Chandler's the, not on the timeline, the then neither about... is James Johnson or Joe Ingles. Here's the difference about James Johnson, though. You don't have to pay him $35 million. Like, you might have to pay Paul Milton. Correct. Or you might have to pay Kyle Lowry. That, and they that's the point to, I'm making. Like, if you want to, you have want to, to pay... bring in one of these guys who's like a role player... Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Well, you might have to pay James Johnson $15 million or $17 million or $20 million to get here anyway. So how much is... 30 and and besides i think that if you're recruiting a guy like chris paul here i don't think you're going to have to pay paul Millsap a max deal i i very strongly believe that because he's not getting max money from atlanta we've already heard those rumors come out right now so i don't think he's going to get max money at all i think that that's kind of a uh a, a little bit of a myth on the free agent market but uh definitely think that these guys that we're talking about, and I guess we'll start with Chris Paul, but uh, uh, they're it's you're just looking for wins at this point. I, I think that most of Denver, especially, is just done with losing, like they they really don't care who you're going to go out and sign as long as it's going to bring back wins. Now, some of them think that if you go get a guy like Carmelo Anthony again at, in a trade, then that's going to get you wins, but that's that's one of those guys that's not. But if you're if you're going out to get a guy that, that's going to get you wins, Paul Millsap is, is a guy who's going to do that. Chris Paul's going to do that. I mean, those guys, if you get those two together, they're going to make you an automatic, like, guaranteed top four team in the West. Bar none. Ooh, bar, top four. Well, yeah, because you, the, the Clippers yeah, are Yeah, because the Clippers are gone. Um, yeah. So you're right. There would be, I mean, you, your competition would be the Jazz, and who knows if they're going to keep Hayward. Uh, yeah, so what if, the, what if they lose the Hayward? Oh, if the Jazz lose Hayward, it's they're in so much trouble. Yeah, right. I mean and they you... still have Gobert. They have a decent team, but they wouldn't be they wouldn't be a top four contender. You know who's going to be sneaky though? I think is the Pelicans. I really think they could be a good, uh, good team. They got a ton of talent. You as soon as Demarcus that, wins so. something, you know, we'll talk. I Demarcus right. Demarcus still hasn't won anything ever. Um, and honestly, neither has um, AD. Like, I don't. It, yeah, but AD. I mean, the, you, you, all you gotta do is watch that guy, and you, the, the talent is there. I mean, he's never. When you talk about a guy who has been surrounded by really nothing, I mean. No, I understand that, and uh, but it's it's how do you build around that guy? I mean, you had Kevin Garnett in Minnesota for however long, and he couldn't do shit because they didn't build around him correctly. And I'm still not sold that they know how to build around him. Or have the right coaches for him now. But Chris Finch will probably help. You know, well, clearly, to clearly, clearly, they don't know how to build around him because they traded for Demarcus Cousins. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Boom. Oh, uh, so all right. Tell you what, guys, I want to. I'm going to try and pull us back a little bit back on Good track. Luck. Um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna go on. We're gonna move on to. We were talking about Chris Paul, and I want to get a little bit into more into this this Chris Paul rumor. Yeah. Uh, so it comes out. It was what the L.A. Times, so a fairly reputable source, um, says that Chris Paul is going to have meetings with the the Nuggets and the Rockets. Interesting, he didn't say the Spurs in there. I didn't read the whole article though. I just saw the tidbit. Like I, I got to admit, it was a 
I didn't do my full research. No, I think but, I think um, the uh, the article said that it would be the Clippers, and they already knew that he had interest with the Spurs, and then it it, it additionally mentioned Houston and Denver. So Denver was yeah, really he would the take outlier meetings there. with Houston or Denver. Yeah, yeah, Denver yeah, was right. really the outlier. Right, yeah, Denver's so. kind of the shocker. Yeah. So, so I let mean, me ask you this, Ryan, because well, I was say a lot of people thought this was leverage. Um, a leverage move by Chris Paul, right? That, that, that he's just using the Nuggets so that he can get the most money in his contract. I tend to disagree. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, between some of the thoughts that we've had come out on Twitter, and I listened to Adam Morris on the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Go check out his podcast. Uh, he uh, he talked Boom. about absolutely. He talked about how this is very unlikely to be a leverage play, and I I tend to agree with him because Me Chris too. Paul yep. can make the most money. Yep where he's at right now and if he's going to make the maximum contracts elsewhere then a team like san antonio is going to have to clear that for him no matter what and a team like houston's going to have to clear that for him no matter what he's not taking less to go to any of those places like and you know that denver's also in that position but when you're talking about a leverage play you're talking about okay why is this team leverage and what does this team offer that those other teams don't well, all three of those teams are playoff contenders that would be able to offer him that money. And the Nuggets are, I mean, they'd be a playoff contender with him, but they're not in the same caliber yet as one of those teams. So I just thought it was interesting. I thought on the heels of the Dwayne Wade saga last year that it's it's pretty interesting that you've got, got guys from Team Banana Boat that are, that are suddenly interested in Denver. They're all, and we've all said, we've all said that Nikola Jokic is... Like he is the key to Team Banana Boat. He would be the one uh, to make it all work beautifully. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you totally. Like, and and I was right on this board. I, Chris Paul it can get a max contract from from anybody. Anybody who who's talking to Chris Paul in free agency, if they're not talking max contract at the bargaining table, they're not getting to the bargaining table. Period. No. And the agent well, and his, his money, like his the their owner is building himself a palace with his own money in L.A. Because he doesn't care. Like, the guy bought right. the team for $2 billion. Being cheap is not his problem. <laughs> so, right. uh, it, it's not Microsoft like he's... money, man. Yeah, well, he's not trying to... Ex- it's not like Chris Paul is trying to extort his boss to get the extra money that he wants. His boss will pay him. So, it's just a matter of where he wants to be and the situation that he's looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't... So, I mean, here's the thing. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know that he's coming here. In fact, I don't, I think it's a it's an incredible long shot um, to begin to begin with. But some other some other people have mentioned a lot. Of, there's been some some pushback. You know, if you if you look at the fans, if you really get down, if you ever want to really get the the good uh, feeling of the vibe of, of the casual fans of the Nuggets, um, you just check out their Facebook comments, uh, and you can really that's really where you'll see it. And a lot of people are are kind of against the idea of of CP3. Um, they think they think he's going to oh take away God. from Jokic's touches. Yeah, they don't right, know anything already designed either. Songs. See, and so I'm glad I'm, I'm glad both of you guys said that because I think these people are crazy. I'm like, how can you not? I, the guy is literally, I, and I'll, I'll argue to death. I mean, he's the second best, if if not the best, the second best point guard like in the history of of, of NBA, at least st- statistically speaking. So yes. how do you not? How do you not? And he's only what he's he's 32, so he's not. He's right. He's right at the end of his prime right now. But he's not a guy who relies on athleticism um, and explosion. No, he's crafty. Really... Yeah, he's, he's right. crafty. Exactly. I, exactly. I pulled some numbers on some of the top point guards in history, and when you're talking about top point guards, you're talking about John Stockton, Magic Johnson, uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Steve Nash, guys like in that in that range. And all of those guys, except Isaiah right. Thomas, they played well into their thirties, like, like 37, 38, 39, even John Stockton played when he was freaking 40 and he was good. Like a guy like Chris Paul is, is matching these guys numbers when they, when he's 29, 30, 31, what's to say that he's not going to match those numbers when he's 32, 33, 34. Like, and we're talking about a four year max deal and people are like, Oh, it's going to be an albatross by the time it's, he's 35. No, it's not. That guy's a freaking machine. And to, to the comments where he's right. going to be taking away the ball from Jokic, like we had Emmanuel Moutier to do that. Like that's not right. Like, yeah. I come mean, on. Don't worry. Don't well, worry about it. And he had Blake Griffin it. on his team, man. 
Like, yeah, he, had, I mean, he, he had Blake Griffin, who who get, was a huge big man who gave a lot of assists and was the secondary assist man on the team. And Jokic is better at everything that Blake Griffin did for them than Blake Griffin is because Blake Griffin's athleticism is not what it used to be. Absolutely. So, right. Oh, and, I don't oh, hear... and freaking, by the way, they had a top five offensive efficiency over there. So, like, I don't I don't yeah. really care, like, how you're going to get the, the ball into the basket. Like, you're going to get the ball into the basket, and Chris Paul's going to upgrade your freaking defense. Like, that's all that's going to happen, and that's all I care about. And you finally have a leader on the team who's willing to talk to people. Now, people, some people do not like Chris Paul and do not think he's a good leader. And, I mean, I'm willing to hear some of those arguments. Uh, but if you're talking about the player yeah, I mean... that he is... Like, come on, let's not don't don't kid yourselves. He's a he's talk about amazing, the president. And he the president of the, the NBPA. He's the president of the NBPA. Yeah. Like, yeah, clearly, exactly. he's a leader. Yeah, you would think. That's, thank, thank you, Ryan. I'm so glad you brought up that point because that's exactly what I was thinking too. I was like, look, this is the players have elected him to be their the entire leader of their union. Like, that's clearly they think he's a good leader. Clearly, <laughs> they think he's a guy who should be in charge. Like. Uh, they, I'm so with both of you guys. I'm so glad you guys just said that because the arguments I think are so it's just so ridiculous. Um, so I wanted to let's, we've we've kind of talked about you know free obviously Chris Paul and then maybe hey if if the Nuggets really want to try and make some noise like how do, how do they get a second guy in there and and, and kind of this has always been an, uh, maybe a pipe dream a little bit uh, in a sense just because the Nuggets let's let's face it the Nuggets are not a, a hot free agent destination they never have been up until now and maybe the reason that this guy like Chris Paul actually wants to come play here maybe why they think they might have a chance at a guy like Paul Millsap or a guy like Blake Griffin um, is because these guys want to play with Nikola Jokic Tim Connolly said basically said as much as that he's getting agents who are calling him saying hey I got my guy wants to come play with Denver or he's interested in playing with Denver because you got that Jokic kid and um I know that that's that's going to be good for my guy. Do you guys think this is just kind of like talk? Is this agent spin once again, maybe to, to try and get these guys, you know, think they have a chance to drive up a guy's number, or do you think it's real? Do you think Gordon Lassie first? I mean, do you think guys are really telling their agents, "Hey, are they taking notice and saying, hey, I want to check out Denver'? I mean, maybe that's the spot to go because that Jokic kid is is pretty darn good." Well, I would I would say it, it really depends on the free agent. Um, if you want, if you're looking for a guy who, you know, is for his net, his last deal is not going to be this one. Absolutely. You want to play with Jokic and get your numbers through the roof. Like, you know, make yourself look amazing, play offense next to the best, um, you know, in the best offense in the league, you know, and then on your final deal, you'll be able to get mint and be good to go. Like it's a long-term plan and it's a fun offense. Who doesn't want to play on a fun team like that? I mean, I guess everybody who ever, you know, had to work with George Carl. You know, he wasn't exactly a draw for free agents, but you know that was that wasn't a system problem. That was a George Carl problem, uh, as we found out later. So, right. really, there's no good good reason that people wouldn't want to play with Nikola Jokic. You know, he's first off, he's hilarious. You know, I don't know why you don't want to play with a big goofball who's going to get you the biggest offensive numbers you've ever had in your life. Um, but that True. kind of offense and, is and fun. Hey, to people. he'll get you paid. Well, yeah, well, it's like I said, he'll, he'll give you some money now, but if you have a contract after this one, you will make a lot right. of money because people will think that you're an offensive genius. Like, if everybody's right, having right. career years with um, Jokic, then yeah, you would like some career years. Right. You know, so if you're, if you're a and you don't want to sell, agent, Go ahead. I would say you don't want to sell a guy like Gary Harris short, right, because he, he works his butt off. He put um, his own work in. No. And, and yeah, but... but <laughs> Don't think for one second he, playing with Jokic didn't help him. I mean, that's because he's he maximized. Gary's such a great cutter. Uh, Jokic maximizes that because he'll find him every single time. Those are the kind of guys. I kind of wonder if maybe it wasn't like a guy like Blake Griffin who who maybe maybe had mentioned that because it, honestly, I'll, Blake Griffin probably looks he looks probably what like Kenneth Freed's doing. He's probably seen that highlight of of Jokic throwing the ball over his yeah. back alley oop to Freed against the Pacers in London. He's probably seen that like you know a hundred times by now, and he's thinking, man. I could do that all day long. You well, know, and it's so also I, a matter of, uh, like, all those guys, if you look at what how the Nuggets play and you think of yourself like a Kenneth Freed, you think, all I have to do is sit in the short corner and do that? I could do that. Like, it doesn't matter whether right. you actually could do it, but you can imagine yourself in the offense very easily. All he does is cut to the basket. Uh, my name is, you know, Corey Brewer, but I could cut to the basket. I bet, you know, I, I bet I'd look great in this offense. Oh. Like, and, and he, uh, it's Brewer. not who, 
It's not who we want, but I am sure that all of those people look at the things that we do and make it and see how easy Jokic makes it for everybody who plays with him and how many open shots and dunks and cuts of the basket they get. And thinks, yeah, I would look great doing that. Get me there. If if that's an option, and I have that option, or I have you know the grinded out Utah Jazz option, why don't I go to Denver? Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's funny though you mentioned you mentioned Corey Brewer, and I want to say you know what that I, I hadn't thought about it until right now. Um, and the next thing I wanted to get into is who we might think free agents are real, but I don't think Brewer's a free agent. Uh, Thank God. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'm uh, telling you, when I'm thinking about it right now, Corey Brewer with Nicole Jokic would be amazing. Like that guy would just you're right. All he would do is just he could just cut all day or just run run the yep. fast break all cut, day. Cut, run the run the court. <laughs> Jokic, Jokic would be taking the ball out of bounds, throwing the ball eighty feet down the court for for Brewer to dunk it because he'll always leak it out. Like that's how exactly. that would go. Like it's fine. Exactly. I, I got me. Let's trade for Corey Brewer. Let's do it. I'm, I'm oh my convinced. God. No. Okay. Put the, put the phone down, Zach. <laughs> the, the comments. The comments section would be in riot. I tell you what, man. <laughs> if we, if we traded for. If we traded for Corey Brewer. Ryan, let me ask you though, man. So, uh, joking aside, who who do you think is out there in free agency that you would look at and you'd be like, man, that's a guy I want to get because he'd pair really well uh, next to Nikola Jokic. All right. Well, I'm just going to run through a few names for you guys. I've actually I actually put together a list here. Uh, and so right, I'll, I'll, start I'll with, chime in and I'll just co-sign. Every time you say something, I'll say yes or no. Because yeah, I, I was I was just gonna say. All right, so defense only players: Andre Robertson. Okay, I'm a no. Tavo yeah, Cephalosha. Him, it's fine. <laughs> I love I love Tavo. I won't lie. Yeah, I would, I would, I'd be okay with Tavo. PJ Tucker. Eh, I can see it. PJ Tucker, I think, is one of those guys that's gonna get overpaid, though. You know? Yeah, what I, mean? I probably. Luke and Bob Mute. Bob Mute. Uh, you know what? Luke Luke Mute is one of these guys like you always hear about him, but I I mean he's so I, he's just so like meh. I mean yeah sure you're right he's a good he's a good defender. I mean no I, I would agree with you there. I would agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Two way guards George Hill. I I, eh, I still don't pass. trust I don't trust any guards that I have to let like control the ball because I I don't I don't trust guys who are they're used to running everything themselves I mean even Chris Paul had Blake Griffin so I I don't trust guys who it's always been their show but anyway so go ahead for George my other thing I was going to say I might point on I was (laughs) well he was he was the man in Indiana there for a while no he was Um, no he was with with Paul George Paul George was running the show there yeah you're right well but not for there was that one season though remember Paul George missed an entire season because of the and George Hill was great that year (laughs) <laughs> and he was the dominator. Um, my right, well, my point on George Hill was gonna be: Look, I'm I'm willing to bench Jamal Murray uh, or have him come off the bench for Chris Paul or even a guy like Kyle Lowry if they go that direction. Like I understand bringing Jamal Murray off the bench for that. I don't really putting Jamal Murray on the bench so that you can play George Hill. I mean, well, you might as well just play Jameer Nelson. I guess is my would be my point there. That's probably fair. All right, two way forwards: Patrick Patterson. Yeah. Patty Pat, yeah, I'd be, I'd be. That's that's a good one. I hadn't thought about Patrick Patterson. Yeah, he's been on Jamichael, my list. Jamichael Green. I don't know how much money, yeah. how much stock to put into him. Like honestly, yeah, I'm a man on that. Yeah, I agree. James Johnson. I'm I'm still a James fan, even though, like I said, he's not young. He's not. He's not young, and he's another guy. I think he's going to get paid. Um, I think it was cost a lot to get him out of out of Miami. I, I think you'll, you'll, yeah, yeah, exactly, and I don't know if he's worth it, but I would love him. I mean, if you can get him on a decent contract, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Joe Ingles. I think uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, all, all for Joe Ingles. I think that's the same problem with Joe Johns with uh, James Johnson, though. I think it's going to cost a Another, crap right. ton of money to to get that guy, and at that point, you might be overpaid for his skill set, even though I happen to really like his skill set. And Can you imagine what, a team right, with so. Chris Paul and Joe Ingles on it? Uh, I can. And Gary Harris. Especially I if it has Nicole Jokic. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That would be freaking amazing. Forward on that team. Uh, Serge Ibaka. Well, if, if you read in Paul. Oh, wait, yeah, go ahead. Serge Ibaka. Uh, man, I flip back and forth all the time. I, again, love the skill set. I really don't know if his knees are going to fall off next week. Like, I just, I don't know. Right, I would agree with that. Zach, your thoughts? Like, just a, 
Nope, we lost Zach. We lost Zach for a little but bit. Yeah, All right, we'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> yep. Auto Porter. Well, who are, who are you killing to go ahead and make sure that Auto Porter doesn't get resigned? Like, there's, I don't think there's any amount of money that gets him out of, uh, out of DC. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how you could have. Would I take him? Absolutely. I would have to be some kind of sign and trade, I assume, because I, I don't yeah, know I, how you do that. I would definitely agree with that, man. Uh, Autoport is just a monster all the way around. Like, you're not going to get another a better young two-way wing other than the star category of wings that involves players like Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I I am right. very high on his skill set, especially with a guy like Nikola Jokic. He would be the perfect prototype fit at the three slash four to go with Juancho Hernan Gomez for a guy like Jokic. No, I agree. That's, that would be great. I, my, my problem that I still have with the baby nuggets is I don't know who the leader on the court is because right now it's not Jokic. I mean, even though he's our best player and everybody looks up to him and he leads the way that we play, he's not a, he's not the guy in the, in the huddle making it happen. He's not Chauncey Billups and we don't have a Chauncey Billups on this team. And Otto Porter is not a Chauncey Phillips. That guy says, like, seven words. So uh, at some point, I, I wonder who it is. And I'm guessing it's going to be Jamal Murray. My guess is that in a couple of years, Jamal it's going to be Jamal speaking for the team. And then everybody else is going to follow Jokic's lead when they actually play. But, you know, I would love to find out. Otto would be great. Yeah, I, I would definitely yeah. agree with that. Um. I would say I'm I'm a 100% auto port junior. I've even I've even thrown out the idea that maybe you max that guy um, if, if that's what it takes to pry him from Washington. So um, definitely, definitely. In fact, if I more more so than any other player, I would be happier uh, than more so than any other player if they if they sign auto Porter junior. Yeah. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to. I don't but, think there's uh, a way to do it, but I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> we can. We can always dream. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. So we will go ahead. Um, we'll take a break, and and then we will we'll, we'll get into the draft. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about as far as the draft. Like I said, it's it's what maybe f- what, six days away now. So we're uh, yeah, it's we're going fast. Right up to it. So all right. So yeah. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. We've all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service change before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range, and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate, and he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. Stiffs here. I want to tell you about one of my favorite artists from right here in Denver, Colorado, and that's Porter Laurie. You're listening to his single, Escape My Skin, right now, and if you're liking what you're hearing, his album, Hell or High Water, is available on iTunes. Also, you can check out his website, porterlaurie.format.com. That's P O R T E R L O R I dot format. Com. Give them a listen. I'm all in. I broke out of every place. 
to keep me in, but I can't escape my can't escape my skin. Denverstiffs.com. Uh, we are we are joined today with, with Ryan Blackburn and Gordon Gross. We spent we spent the good good portion of, of the first the first half of the podcast getting entirely off subject for about like half of half of, at least the first quarter. The whole first quarter of the podcast was just we would never and, do that to you. What did we? <laughs> we, we, we got <laughs> into a tangent about the Bucks and then the uh, oh man, nah, having a good time. Man. But it's okay. We're it was, it was, it was a good, it was a good conversation, and we we still were able to get it back on track there. So, but we're gonna get, we want to get into the draft because that's really the 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 big news here. We're we're right here. We're in this uh, the week coming into the draft. The Nuggets, of course, sitting right now with the thirteenth pick um, overall. I want to come back to what we were talking before about uh, some things that, that Tim Connolly said in an interview with Vic Lombardi on on Altitude Nine Fifty. Um, and another thing that he mentioned that I want to come back to now that was, was draft-related uh, was he said that they would be motivated to move up for, for, for a couple of players, uh, is essentially what he was saying. He didn't – I mean, I, I think overall, if you, if you listen to the whole interview, he, he, he it sounds like they, they probably – only if, if it was the right deal, um, only if it was something that was really intriguing for them, would they, would they want to end up actually moving up. Um Ryan, I'll ask you first though. Who do you think they, the, these couple of guys that they might be targeting uh, in in the higher lottery are? Well, if you remember back to last draft, their their stated goals were to address the shooting and the defense on the team. And at this point, I think we can confidently say that they address the shooting. I don't think we can say that they address the defense, especially with it being 29th in defensive efficiency and the young guys not playing barely much at all. So clearly, they weren't the answers defensively. Uh, so we'll we'll just have to figure that out. But so now we're going into defense, and so that's clearly going to be the the focus at this point. And if I would have to guess on the two or three guys that they're they're moving up for, it would start and stop at Josh Jackson and Jason Tatum, or not Jason Tatum, excuse me, Jonathan Isaac. I was like, uh, wait, say, I was what? Like, wow, that's a that's a bit of a hot take. There. Bombshell. I'm like, Jonathan, uh, yeah, Jason Tatum's defense. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, no, but seriously, like I, I rated Josh Jackson and Jonathan Isaac in the top five of my, uh, top defenders article that can be found on Denver Stiffs. Uh, so that's, uh, I'm here for the promos. Uh, (laughs) Ryan is an A plus pitch man. (laughs) He's just got it going. Uh, no, like those those guys could really defend the rock. Like you've you've got a guy like Josh Jackson who's going to be super super aggressive on the ball, off the ball. He's a freaking warrior, and that that man will get into you. And then Jonathan Isaac, who projects as kind of a great backline defender from the four man role, and next to a guy like Nikola Jokic would be an excellent excellent fit. So those those are the two guys that I would see them moving up for at this point with the well, rumors they both have that we're motors hearing. too, like. Yeah, those guys. Those guys both play hard. So it, right. I always appreciate that. Is even in college when it doesn't, you know, you could skate, they don't skate, and I like that about them. Right. I would. I would right. definitely agree with you that. Know, I know. I'm. I'm. I'm with. I'm with you, Ryan. One hundred percent. I don't. I don't think. And Gordon, I think you. You would probably agree as well. They're, right. These. Those are the only two. Uh, well, it depends. It depends sense. how far you're moving up. If you think that you need Collins or well, Ananobi, Markel Fultz. No, no, no. I mean later. Like if you're going to have to jump to ten to get uh, Collins, right. um, you know, or Ananobi, then maybe they're willing to move up for those guys, but not for anybody else who would have come down. Like you may, right. I judge. Uh, 
the way that the draft looks to me, it there's a bit of a fall off right before it gets to the Nuggets again. So you have to hope again <laughs> that the Nuggets get somebody who falls to them because other teams hey, make other choices. Look, the the Kings have two picks. Yeah, I, that's what I'm, right I'm now, counting so. <laughs> on the Kings. To, and, to and do look, King's I don't, I don't like bashing on the Kings, man. But it's so true. Like, think about it. Especially like, even though, look, Emmanuel Mudiay really hasn't worked out. Um, but, but at at draft day, he was like one of those guys who the, the Nuggets really thought there was no chance. Um, he was gonna slip to him. And then the Kings took Willie Cauley Stein when they had a clear need for a point guard. Uh, and and everyone's like, oh, all right, I guess the Nuggets are getting Emmanuel Mudiay. This time, this time around, they and then they took the. I mean, they took Georgios this time, which was obviously. Let's not talk about it. Interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting choice. It was peculiar, right? I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> hmm. But um, so I think uh, right. So I think these guys. It's it's all about what what are you willing to give up? Um, for me, if we're talking about moving up to like ten, I mean, you could give up. Uh, you obviously give up number thirteen, and. I don't know. I mean, that that's tough. That's kind of a tough one because you got to figure. Maybe you'd have to give up both your second rounders. Now nah, you'd be you'd be giving up somebody like Will Barton. Yeah, that's Will, that's the Will, name Will that Barton, I would right? throw into. I mean, if the you can you can fit Will into any any price range. He's still a he's right. a really good player. He's a really great like six man player. Um, and if the Nuggets feel like they have enough you know, primary and secondary playmakers and they want to give a shot to some of their younger guys, then the the roles the time you have to clear is gonna be Barton's time on the court. So it makes sense in, in certain ways. Uh it all depends on, on how you're moving up. But yeah, I would expect Barton or Chandler to be your trade pieces for some of these things that would have to happen for the Nuggets to move up to ten to eight to six. Uh, you're not getting any higher than six, I don't think. So. Yeah, right. And so that's and and that's the point that I was going about. Josh Jackson is like I don't, I don't think you can get that high because I think I don't think Josh Jackson. It depends if he um, falls, man. Is going like I, I can't. I mean, unless it's true. I mean, unless somebody falls in love with Jason Tatum, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, but, well, or no, no, or Jonathan Isaac. If Jonathan Isaac and he very well true. can, if Isaac moves above guy, Jackson, yeah. then if if Isaac has been you know rated seven, well, all of a sudden Jackson could fall to seven. Like that's I'm hearing, how that goes. We're hearing a lot about Dennis Smith Jr. as well, and you've got a lot of teams yeah, yeah. in the top six that could definitely take a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. So you're if it just takes one team, honestly. Like it could be the Phoenix yep. Suns who say, All right, we still need a point guard and we still need a guy like that. Or it could be if we're talking about the Boston Celtics moving down to three, then it could be the Boston Celtics taking Dennis Smith Jr. because that would be a Boston thing to do. Yeah, yeah who knows true. what they're doing. I, I, just, I, I think they're taking Josh Jackson because they they always draft a player like Josh Jackson. Yeah, but they did that it's, last year. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, I was like, ah, or they'll take a point guard, athletic defend some kind <laughs> of guy. That's a freaking yeah, or, Danny right, or they'll, they'll add another point guard, and then they'll, then they'll extend uh, you know Isaiah Thomas, and it'll be fine. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, the Celtics are made. I want to. We'll get into that. I want to end the show. Actually, All right, with that, with that trade rumor. Um, so, talking about the trading up, trading up for Isaac, right, or or Jackson, I guess. So, and, and and I think the spot you're looking at is six, right, to the Magic. Those seem to be like the team that maybe um, you have you have willing. to get over the Timberwolves, or you have to convince the right. Timberwolves to trade with you. And I don't know that we are going to be able to do tough. either of those things, but you are probably more likely to get over the Timberwolves than you are to let them trade with you. Although, who knows? I don't know what in the hell Tibbs is doing over there anyway. So. Oops. And that's a weird thing. And Tibbs could be the guy who would be like, "Hey, I want to get Wilson Chandler." You know, that's a there's a vet guy that uh, could be a tough, gritty defender for me, and I can grind into dust. Um, you know, then there's there's uh, he could he could go for a Will Barton. He could go for he, there. There's a number. Obviously, the Nuggets have a ton of pieces. Gary Harris seems but, like a maybe, a maybe he very, wants a a very Tibbs guy. Yeah, he would, but I wouldn't. I would, man. I would. I wouldn't trade Gary Harris. There's, I definitely wouldn't uh, trade Gary Harris to move up in this draft. Uh, yeah, but that would. Yeah, th- there's certain things you can't do. Um, <laughs> right. But it's it really like trying there's... to get up. You have to. You have to get over Minnesota because unless he's possessed by aliens, I don't see any reason Tibbs is like, what's that? Jonathan Isaac and, and or Josh Jackson is here? No, I'm not taking that guy. That would be a terrible plan. Like I'm he, like, he, those I'm are his Wilson guys. Chandler. Yeah. Those are his guys. If, if they're in the draft and he's not moving down, 
those are his guys. So right. uh, you got to get over it's... him to get to those guys. And it's really yeah. tough to see, even when you talk about a team like the like the Magic. It's it's tough to see them being like, hey, yeah, I'd rather have Wilson Chandler and maybe, I mean, people throw around the idea of maybe Emmanuel Mudiay, but it's like, ugh, they already kind of have that in Alfred Payton. Why would they want another guy? I mean, yeah, it's just honestly, tough to see. they seem to be a team that's just looking to accrue talent at this point. Like they, they definitely don't have that alpha in house, and getting a guy like that at six is definitely more likely than getting a guy like that at thirteen. And we're definitely not trading them an alpha piece unless we're willing to relinquish Jamal Murray, which I don't think either of you would be willing to do. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, Jamal Murray is on my list for guys like, um, uh, you know, Paul George. Like, I can see giving up Jamal Murray for that. But I'm not giving him up for, you know, like a draft pick who might eventually be as good as Gary Harris or Jamal Murray. Like, there's there's no (laughs) reason. It always reminds me of that Family Guy situation. It could be anything. It could be even a boat. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Take the boat of the mystery we'll box. <laughs> Gosh. Oh man. Um, what about what about this? What 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 if the Nuggets traded back? Because I think that's that's something that a lot of people. Um, I so hate that. I, I so this. hate. That. You know, I agree with you too. Like to me, there this is a draft that has a lot of depth. Don't get me wrong; we could find a lot of guys that could eventually be a starter at the next level. But I'm not looking for a starter. I'm looking for the final piece of the rebuild. And we threw number twenty away. Like we got rid of it on purpose because we didn't want to draft two kids. And now we're going to give up the thirteen yeah. to go draft two kids. Come on, man! Like we already decided we don't want to do that. We have one room. We have room for one first round potential like key piece to the roster. You're not you're not moving back. There's there's no good reason to do that unless you think you can get OG Ananobi at 18 instead of 13 and you can pick up another pick for free. But I wouldn't be taking that shot. Like with the yeah. amount of movement that could happen in this draft and guys that could come up from behind you. No, I'm not taking that risk. Yeah, I mean the yeah. the guys the guys in Denver seem to be like heavy on TJ Leaf right now. And I mean, I like Leaf. I have him at I think 18th on my current big board, but that's not right. a guy that you really sell out for and, and trade down in order to get. Like it this is not a, a Yusuf Nurkic and Gary Harris situation where you can see both of those guys being starters. This is a hey, it's that that very rarely happens. Right. Here's the other thing about TJ Leaf, man, is uh he doesn't address your biggest weakness at all there's no defense defense. no he's a ryan anderson clone like if you're gonna if you're gonna get a ryan anderson clone that's good but in no way is that assisting your defensive capabilities in any fashion you know you're just adding more offense which again if you want to sell on an offense that's fine but we were already the number one offense how much better are you going to get yeah if i'm if i'm moving down for a guy like that i'd give the nuggets a d yeah, I'd be, yeah. I'd be. It, I, it would depend, but I would be pretty annoyed. I will be annoyed if we move back on draft day. You want to move yeah. up, or you stay where you're at, and you get, you get your guy. I'm hoping for one of a couple of guys, obviously, but you can't be moving back in a draft that you already told us three months ago you were giving up pieces in because you can't fit them on your roster. Like, yep. come on, you can't be doing that. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I mean, and the only other thing is, you, I mean, you could, like, so you could kick the can down the road, right? And you could basically be like, all right, we're going to pick up, we're going to trade back, and then we'll pick up a first-rounder that's lottery-protected until, you know, 2025 or whatever that, the heck they would do with that. Um, or you, I could see them. The other thing that I would say I'd be okay with is, look, they got they got a lot of pieces. They got picks. They got things they could do. Um, if they traded out of the draft entirely and went out and picked up a, a guy who could help them right away, um now, that would be okay. You'd be talking probably like, hey, we traded the 13th overall pick, uh, Jamal Murray, uh, and, and some other pieces, then we got Jimmy Butler or something like that. That that would be the only other, uh, other That's, way that, I would yeah, be okay. Yeah, like I said, if, if you're if you're going to use it for to grab that star who's still in his prime and is going to be in his prime for the next however long, yeah, go ahead. Like, I, I'm all for the uh, making a splash in your market. Because nobody in Denver who doesn't pay attention to Denver Stiffs is going to give a crap about OG Ananobi. That doesn't move anybody's needle who's not a diehard basketball nut job. <laughs> especially he's not even to play next out, year. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, they're gonna read that first Dempsey article and it's gonna be like, and he won't be playing at all. They're like, what? Tim Connolly is an idiot. He yeah. needs to be fired. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Oh. They're gonna call that him exact accent. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> that is that is the authentic casual Nugget fan. Casual Nugget um, fan, Denver accent. Yeah, <laughs> Denver accent right there. No, it's uh, but seriously, like no, you can't be doing Denver. that. Do. Like I can understand if you're like we need to move a needle. Took big quote a phrase from like eight years ago or whatever when the needle was not moved. Um, right. We would need to go out and grab somebody. Obviously not Paul George, who's told us no. But you would go right. look to get somebody like Jimmy Butler, and if that if that offer happened, if that thing happened, then sure, I can absolutely see giving up the 13th pick. Like you said, yeah, if you I... want to move a pick to next year and you get a great, great deal, it's only top five protected or something, <clears throat> sure. Let's see how it goes. Is there but, anybody, you know, anybody other than Jimmy Butler or Paul George that comes to mind in a trade like that? There's always some. I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody who could like a, a guy who you kind of see the out of the blue. Um, you can't get John Wall now. John Wall is untouchable after no, that year. Yeah. I wanted him last year. And you can't get him now. Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. yeah your, your chance with him would have been early last season when they were when they were struggling. Uh, you could get Otto um, Porter uh, in a sign and trade. Yeah, but you could just sign Otto Porter. Well, I mean, no, I don't you think know. you can. I think you'd have to trade for Otto Porter. I think yeah. it'd be a sign and trade. Um, and I don't think you can do that either. But you have more of a shot of doing that. Than you do of just signing Otto Porter because well, which uh, Washington rather is gonna, they're gonna match anything. They, they still want to contend. Right. Yeah. Right. So all right, so let's say so if the Nuggets stand pat, right? I mean, is is OG the guy? Is there is there any other guy? I mean, is is it is Zach Collins maybe maybe an option there? Ryan, what do you think? I mean, it's always been OG or Zach Collins for me. Everybody else in this Same. draft at at that position. 13 seems everybody else kind of seems meh like i'd honestly be pretty disappointed if it wasn't og or zach collins i would probably if neither of them were there i would trade down or trade out that's why i'm willing to trade up to 10 to go get og or <laughs> collins like those are how sad is that those are things i can see happen i well, look man like you got to get the guy you can get you need the cheap guy who can provide you know defense at the four and some outside shooting or defense forever and no outside shooting, but maybe he can work on it. Like that's those are the guys that you're looking at, and uh, I think both of them are actually top eight guys in this draft. So yep. if you can get one at 13 or even at 10, then then you go do that because the fall off after that is to non-core pieces who might have potential. Like and you for that I would have kept 20, but we don't have 20, and I'm not messing yeah. around at 13. Like I'll be disappointed if we go ahead and. Uh, if those guys aren't there and we just pick a guy to pick a guy, it's going to suck. Yeah, that's rough. No, so uh, let me ask you guys this. So uh, Justin Jackson, he doesn't move the move the needle for you guys at all? I wrote about him today. I would not take him at 13. It To me, that feels like a very safe, safe, safe pick with a, when a guy like Daniil Gallinari is on the free agency trail. Like, you could draft a guy like Justin Jackson, develop him to maybe be a Daniil Gallinari guy, but honestly, he's more going to be Terrence Ross in all likelihood. So that's it's doesn't move the needle for me at all. It's not that they're not – it's not that there's not NBA-quality pieces around. It's that what Denver needs is a guy who changes their defense and fits their offense. Yeah. And I don't know that Justin Jackson is that is that guy, um, and I certainly don't know that he'll be that guy anytime soon. For defensive guys, like both Collins and Ananobi are amazingly raw. They're not going to be at full potential next year or the year after even. Uh, but you're looking at how they fit the roster and what it is that they can transform about our really, really pathetic defense. Um, and I right. don't see Justin Jackson <laughs> having any effect on that at all. Like that – He's he's not the guy to help me out. One more guy. One more guy. I want to I want to bring up, um, and then we'll move on to our last part. What about what about? They've already had him in for an interview, um, or for a pre-draft workout. Was what about Jared Allen? Because that is a guy who's got some length um, to be kind of that rim protector. I don't know that he could play next to Jokic, which I don't makes think you he can. How valuable he is. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ryan? What do you think? That's probably more intriguing to me than either of the other center prospects. Like you've got Ek Anabogu, uh, and you have Justin mm-hmm. Patton. And to me, neither of those guys are as intriguing as a guy like Jarrett Allen, who, based right. off of his size and his athleticism, and he does have a jump shot, so that would that would work. But if a guy like Jokic were to get hurt, God forbid, down the line, then that seems like a guy who could potentially step in and maybe even 
establish himself a little bit. He's very raw. He's very like uh, he has skills. Don't get me wrong, but those skills need honing and they need a lot of time, and he needs a lot of time at the NBA level. So, I mean, whichever center prospect other than Zach Collins that you're going to get during this draft, they're not going to be ready to contribute in their first year. So, and because of that, what and are you that's really okay. doing? What are you really doing? Like, well, I mean, it's well, what you're doing is you're getting away from Miles Plumlee. That, that's what you're doing. If you Mason. draft Jared out, I know. <laughs> Every time. Every time. It doesn't matter. It's like the Gary Harris, Eric, you know, green thing. And don't well, don't and ask I, me. I know? get you. I get you with that. Like, like Mason Plumley. I'm not ex- excited to sign Mason Plumley to a $12 million a year contract. Don't get me wrong. But if your other thing is going to be, like, I'll accept Zach Collins as a backup. That's fine. But if you're going to try and put in Justin Patton or Jared Allen as a backup, then you're going to have the same problems that you had on the second unit that you had at the beginning of this year. And honestly, throughout yep. this year, like those guys are not ready. They're not, they yeah. won't contribute positively and they'll show flashes. Of course, everybody shows flashes, but it's not going to be the consistent production that you're going to need from the second unit. And oh, look, the Nuggets are not going to be in the playoffs again. Well, and you're going to run into yeah. trouble because. <sighs> Like I said, but the problem is you also can't just draft him and then stick him on the bench and never play him, uh, because you signed Miles Plumley to a three of uh, Mason Plumley to a three or four year deal. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't, you can't, you can't draft a guy and then and then sign any Plumley to cut off, you know, his his ability to get in the lineup for two or three years before you then trade said Plumley. That doesn't make any sense. You can't be doing that nonsense. Uh, so. It's gonna be interesting. Gussie, man. Gordon, we're just gonna we're just gonna refer to it'll always just be Plumley now. Yep, I agree. <laughs> cut the just cut the first names out, and I'm I'm good, man. I'm totally fine. The worst so... part is the main character in a book. I have I wrote two books. They're on Amazon. The main character the main character's name is Mason. So it's ridiculous that I cannot remember Mason for this guy's name. But that's fine. I just I will hate myself a little more tonight. I thought I appreciate that from both of you. Thank you. Ryan, do you do you possibly know? I mean, I figure since you're the pitch man, could you give us the uh, the web address where we could find Gordon's books? <laughs> no. Just go to Amazon and look me up. No, it's not going to help. Just here you go. Just here you go. Oh man. Gosh. Um, all right. Tell you what, I want to I want to close it out here. Uh, so we get the we get the 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 rumor, the juicy rumor today that the the Boston Celtics are are maybe are looking to move back. Uh, to potentially number three, I, of course there there was like a little oh, whisper about the Lakers as well. They had to get in there. Say, so, well, well, maybe they want to move back to the two. Um, Magic Johnson really loves Markel Fultz, uh, but but the the substantial one because because the, it was it came from Woj, the the most reputable source there is, and he said they're in advanced talks. He doesn't throw out the word advanced. Uh, if there if it's usually, I mean, I it'd be fun. It'd be fun if you could actually do the research. And figure out how what how uh what what is percentages there. Every time he throws out a word like advanced um, or serious or something like that, he's talking about talks. How many times those deals actually get done? I bet it's it's pretty darn high. Uh, I'd agree with that, Gordon. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh no! Like when you when you get Woj involved and you get you get that gaggle of guys because it was it was everybody on this room it was Mark Stein it was Zach Lowe no, it, was it, was Amick, it was it was Adrian Wojnarowski it was even Jonathan Gavoni was getting involved at Draft Express because that's a really huge deal and so you, you've got all of these characters that are getting involved in a rumor like this and so where there's that much smoke you know that there's fire somewhere and my guess is well, that they're trying, yeah my guess yeah, is that they're trying to get Woj involved yeah, I I would. Yeah, the, nobody nobody's gonna go at Woj and say, "Hey, you're wrong, man." Like, especially not now. Right, right. You know, I the, the the I guess the one thing you could think is maybe the Lakers thing is 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 not real yet, but maybe that's why they're uh, that's why this this rumor is getting out there. If you think one of the things that people always mention is is hey, when a rumor comes out, you always got to think about okay, who does it who does it benefit the most to leak this rumor? And in this case, I think it'd be the Celtics because they they they're saying, hey, we're about to make this deal with the Sixers, so they're trying to get the Lakers to kind of maybe up whatever they've been talking about with the Lakers to get a little bit more, um, to see if they can get a little bit better and only have to move back one spot, basically say, all right, the Lakers can take Markel Fultz and then we can... Um... Do you and think they take Lonzo Ball? I wouldn't put it... <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't know what they do it to. That would be... A... They really... <laughs> yeah, they sure. Take... Jason Tatum is, is what I... Maybe that's where the, the way they'd go. Oh, God. 
<laughs> but no, it doesn't surprise um, me, man. I mean, it's it's Danny Ainge, and he loves to talk about trades. He doesn't like to do them, but he loves to talk about them. Yeah. Like, you know, he has advanced talks with everybody about everything, and his assets are amazing. And, <laughs> you know, he offered, like, 75 picks to go ahead and draft Justice Winslow. Like, I don't – but nothing ever happens. He just then drafts all these guys. But so, he wouldn't involve Terry sure. Rozier. He wouldn't involve Terry yeah, Rozier yeah. and Serge Ibaka talks. Because, of course, why would anybody do that? <laughs> Terry Rozier is, is a stud, man. You don't want to you don't want to give that guy up. Um, <laughs> oh, the Boston. Yeah, it, uh, to me it's funny. It's just, uh, it, well, here we are. Here we are. Well, like we've been saying, one week before the draft. So I guarantee you this won't be the, the first rumor we hear or the last one that we hear. Um, and, and I guarantee you most of them will be nonsense. This one is interesting, though, because like I said, it, it's – and as you guys have said, there's there's a whole lot of smoke around this one, so we'll we'll see. It it'll up. be fun. Yeah, it would it would shake it up. It'd be amusing. Like I, I don't know who it benefits, but I guess that depends Jimmy on what Butler. they get. In Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Sixers is they're the ones who make out like bandits on this one. I man, if, if, if the Sixers got if the Sixers it, get faults, I'm gonna I'm gonna so they need to like bow down and worship Hinky at that point. I know he ain't there, but those are all, that's all his moves that made all that happen. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, they do that anyway. Uh... They what raise his jersey on draft night or on, uh, on lottery <laughs> night? On lottery night. That was amazing. Yes. That was so cool. Uh, Sixers fans are fun. Sixers fans are fun. All right. Well, I tell you what, guys. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up right there. That was a good one. We came in. We came in just on time. So, um, like I said, we're gonna do. We'll do a second pickaxe. It'll be. It'll be Mr. Mr. Blackburn and uh and Dan Lewis. You guys will be breaking down the draft right before the day before. Um the big the big day i guess is what you want to call it uh and um also be checking out we've been doing all kinds of draft profiles of, of all these different players uh we've done one i think of jonathan isaac's up there we, we did josh jackson uh ryan as you said you just did justin jackson today um even some of the the guys who are further down a lot of good stuff there and if they've if they've been there for a nuggets workout uh, we probably got some audio or some video of them as well. You can also check out, make sure to check out our Facebook page. Uh, we've got a bunch of videos there of these pre-draft workouts. Um, and then, and then I want to, I want to throw this out there too. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, uh, during the draft. We're going to be doing quite a bit of stuff on Facebook live, checking in with you guys, um, throughout the draft, talking, talking nuggets, giving you an analysis of, of, of their picks, of other people's picks. It's going to be really, really cool. So, uh, make sure to check us out for that. Gordon, Ryan, as always, guys, I appreciate it. He is at Ryan Blackburn nine. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Um, I'll let you guys get 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 to your weekend. No, that's absolutely, good, man. man. It's been fun. Hey, thank you so much for having us on. All right, guys, we will talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the Pickaxe Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us on the web at denverstiffs.com. It's time to get serious about California's failing infrastructure. More than 1,600 bridges are structurally deficient. Proposition 6 will make things even worse. Prop 6 eliminates more than $5 billion annually in dedicated transportation funding. And 6 kills local traffic relief projects already underway. That's why the California Professional Firefighters and California Association of Highway Patrolmen all say no on 6. Paid for by no on Prop 6. Stop the attack on bridge and road safety. Sponsored by business, labor, local governments, and transportation advocates. Committee major funding from California Alliance for Jobs. It's time to get serious about California's failing infrastructure. More than 1,600 bridges are structurally deficient. Proposition 6 will make things even worse. Prop 6 eliminates more than $5 billion annually in dedicated transportation funding. And 6 kills local traffic relief projects already underway. That's why the California Professional Firefighters and California Association of Highway Patrolmen all say no on 6. Paid for by no on Prop 6. Stop the attack on bridge and road safety. Sponsored by business, labor, local governments, and transportation advocates. Committee major funding from California Alliance for Jobs.